doing this? They said when you got here, the whole thing started. I think you're the cause of all this. I think you're evil! They're coming to get you, Barbara. Monsters, John. Monsters from the it. Swallow this. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Have you ever heard of Candyman? You've moved the cemetery, but you left the body's digestion! It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You don't know what that is. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. Messenger of God, you do if you stay here. God is dead! He is dead! Satan lives! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! The animals are contagious! What fight? Stop! You've no idea! your place for the discussion of our film fiction and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm well. Excellent. And in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you, sir? I'm okay, Phil. How are you? Doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? I'm great. Good. So uh, for folks who have joined us tonight, who we are, whether you are uh, common listeners or brand new, uh, basically we are the Dark Discussions Podcast, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Basically we talk about movies, specifically genre films, so things like horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, uh, foreign language films, cult films, drive-in fear, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, we also have uh, email besides the website. The email is darkdiscussions at AOL.com. You can email us, put DDP as the subject, and then after that, whatever your subject is, so we can search our email uh, box inbox and find it because if you don't put DDP, we have to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. So we'll actually have to read the email that way. 
we have hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, emails from uh, screeners and I, I think you're exaggerating. I think it's probably more like dozens rather than hundreds. Uh, well, after seven days, it's 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 most certainly like twenty four per day. So you know, that's like twenty four a day, really. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's yeah. a lot oh. of penis enlargement ads. Well, we we get we get <laughs> we get marketing emails such as you know from from Tribeca Film Festival and Sony mm-hmm. and all these things, plus all the indie labels that send us stuff. So yeah, we we get a lot. Believe it or not. So uh, you can email us that way. Uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook at Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, where you can uh, join in the conversation. Uh, basically, just posted a article about how Sofia Varaga mentioned that she became famous because she has big boobs. There you go. Um, and also, of course, that caught Phil's attention. It sure did. And then uh, and I, one about Sydney Sweetie too. That caught my attention too. So I posted that up. Uh, it's about her new film that's coming out in a, in a month or so. Uh, she's still holding up big on the box office right now with her last film that just came out. Um, also, um, we do have a, uh, a something else on our like website, Eric. What's that all about? You sounded genuinely confused. <laughs> uh, they can also find a link to our Patreon account on the website. Uh, Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like computer equipment and website hosting and domain names and movie tickets. Uh, so if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions, or you can click on the Patreon badge on any page of dark discussions.com. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. And did you do that really well? Uh, practice, Barrett, practice. It's really good. Indeed. <laughs> and we will it do makes your... me want to donate right now. <laughs> and we will do your, uh, your choice of movie. You help us, we... We do stuff Maybe. for you. Maybe. Yeah, we um, last week and we'll be doing it again next week. That is true. We're, we're pumping out two Patreons uh, this January. And for some people who are curious, like Pam, today is January 25th, 2024, that we are doing this or recording this episode because uh, some of our listeners, like Pam, are always curious because sometimes these episodes are not released immediately. Uh, instead, they are put into a queue and are released on rainy days, meaning weeks that we're unable to record due to holidays or vacations or illnesses, and we still want to release a episode of the podcast. Uh, so that's what we do. Uh, so actually, uh, Mike is correct. We're doing another Patreon next week, uh, but actually that'll be February 1st. So how about that? Now, how in the heck are we almost to February? I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, so, so, all right. So that's pretty much it for the house cleaning. So tonight uh, we're going to be doing our first uh, film of 2024. So this will be the first film of 2024. Oddly, it's the only film in January. That is a 2024 of all our episodes. So that shows that. It may not be a good time for horror films, but we'll find out tonight if this one works for us. So, uh, Eric, uh, what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight we're talking about a new movie currently in theaters. Well, maybe. (laughs) I don't know if it's still there. It's called ISS. Welcome to 
knock three times. I think it's just a superstition. We are seeing pictures, but this is... We don't talk politics. Here we are. One. Hey, guys. Wait a minute. What the what? hell is going on down there? Oh, whoa. We gotta get out now, guys. Let's get out. Oh, oh my God. How soon do you read? War has broken out below. And we were told to take the ISS by any means necessary. If we got orders from our government to take control... What do you suggest we do now? The Russians got the same orders as this. And they just struck first. Struck first. Mochali. We're evolved species. right iss uh whether it's a horror film or not uh we'll talk about that uh but it is uh considered by some places as a science fiction thriller film uh the film stands for uh international space station uh which is a, a space station uh that was jointly created by the russians and americans supposedly uh i haven't done any no it's real film it exists I, I figured it did, but I didn't bother really looking into it. Uh, <laughs> but either way, uh, the film is directed by uh, unknown director named Gabriella Cowperthwaite, and she um, Cowperthwaite is uh, directed some fish called, some film called Blackfish, which actually I do remember that coming out and it got some interesting reviews. Blackfish was that the Orca one? No, it was the one about. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was the Orca one. I'm sorry, yeah, you're absolutely right. So I saw this, actually, with my wife. Me and my wife watched this. Yeah, so I forgot to yeah, – so i actually seen one of her films before. Um, and that was uh, done in 2013, and that was her last, quote-unquote, feature-length film. Um, well, not true. She did a film called The Grab, uh, which is another documentary um, about the Center for Investigative Reporting. Uh, and then she did City Lacks, an urban lacrosse story. Uh, so she has done uh, a number of documentaries. And then she did a 2019 film called Our Friend, which is a biographical drama film. Um, but I, it's, uh, I'm not going to bother opening to figure out what it's about. And then Megan Levy, uh, which is uh, another biographical drama film. Um, so this is her first, uh, I guess, into uh, movement into fiction. Uh, and the film is direct, uh, written by Nick Shafir, whose uh, screenplay was listed for this film as the top blacklisted f screenplay 
in the past couple of years. So in other words, one of those screenplays that everybody loved, but for some reason no one wanted to uh, buy the rights to it and actually um, make it until now. Uh, the film was uh, released by some company I never even heard of called Bleecker Street. Uh, I guess they're out of New York. Uh, that's what it says here. And it says that they, uh, it was the founders by someone that, yeah, it's it, the founders, uh, some guy from uh, Focus Features, uh, which is actually a fairly well-known uh, company. Uh, the film is uh, starring Ariana Dubois, or Dubois, uh, who I believe is an Academy Award winner uh, from uh, that film that you saw, Mike. I forget the name of it, the remake. Um, then Chris Messina from that uh, M. Night Shyamalan written film Elevator or whatever it was called. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, no, Devil. It was called Devil. Devil, yeah, yeah. Devil. yeah. And then John Gallagher Jr., which uh, everybody knows from numerous films in the genre, including um, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, also stars Masha Mashkova, Costa Ronan, and Pilo Azbek, who uh, everybody knows as Yuran Greyjoy from Game of Thrones. And he was also in that uh, Scarlett Johansson film where he was the co-lead uh, about, um, what the hell was it? Uh, it was that Japanese anime. I mean, it was the show? Yeah, that's it. Me and Abe did an episode on that. That was a pretty damn good film, too. Uh, me and Abe. <laughs> yeah, who's Abe? Uh, but either way, um, that's pretty much uh, the stuff behind the film uh the film is getting 64 percent good reviews by critics while audiences give it 43 percent uh so it's uh mixed in both both uh it's not considered uh rotten tomato at least by critics 64 passes the test um the film uh had a budget of 13.8 million made 3.9 million in its opening week and fell to like eighth or something or seventh on its opening week and as eric mentioned uh, it's not appearing to get a word of mouth, and so it will probably be out of theaters by the time you hear this episode, which will be coming out the first week of February of 2024. Uh, I have to say 2024 because sometimes it could have been 2025 because sometimes our episodes don't come out that quick. <laughs> anyway, that, let's get into our thoughts on this film and how we heard about this and whatnot. So uh, I guess I'll start. Um, I actually heard about this film because Eric mentioned it. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, though uh, my daughter, Vivian, the one that just uh, came down here to uh, ask me a question uh, when we had to pause the episode for a second, uh, she actually seen the, the trailer uh, at um, Casey's Rib Shack in Manchester, New Hampshire, when we were there eating, and it was on the big TV screens uh, on on the the bar in the bar room that we were reading at. And so, I, but I hadn't, hadn't even noticed it um, until Eric mentioned it and I had missed the, the trailer, even though she saw it. Um, so I went to see it on Saturday night and uh, actually bumped into some people I knew, uh, which was kind of funny. Uh, but either way, um, my thoughts on this film. Uh, well, um, yeah, I was worried because of, uh, Gabriella, Carl Perthwaite hadn't done any real, um, major films of, of note to my knowledge, um, and whatnot. And I hadn't even heard about the film and it was coming in January. So that, that wasn't a good sign usually for these type of films. Uh, so yeah, so I went in and I saw it and, uh, 
I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought this film was really good. I enjoyed it tremendously. Um, this this is a, a great film. I feel. I think it's why it's critics and, and audiences aren't liking it. I have no idea. Uh, it has some problems, uh, but I think it's a solid enough film that it could be uh, a film to remember by the end of 2025. I mean 2024. So uh, yeah, I give it I give it a big thumbs up. I, I liked it a whole lot, and it. After that first 20 minutes when everything goes to hell, uh, I was stressed the entire time, which is what a thriller-type film supposed to do to you. Uh, no time to breathe at all. Uh, and it's based in real life, kind of, sort of, so it makes it even more scary. So, yeah, big thumbs up for me. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. Um, yeah. Uh, I sat through a trailer of this at the theater at one point. Um Heretic. Well, no, you know what the deal is, Phil. You've been through the movies with me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I usually close yeah. my eyes during trailers, although I can hear. Um, so, oh, yeah, this uh, this is basically. I mean, um, I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't love it either. Um, I think there are some effective moments. Um. And I think some of the uh, views of Earth from space are kind of bone chilling at points. Um, but um, and I'm really glad it wasn't just straight out uh, Americans versus Russians because I was glad it was not quite that cut and dry because um, that would have been a little bit boring, in my opinion. Um, so um, it was a little more interesting than that. Um, however, at the end of the movie, I was wondering, I mean, this might be a timely reminder that an eye for an eye makes us all blind. Um, but other than that, I was wondering what the point was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so I, I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't love it either. Um, I, I probably won't revisit it, but I don't, I don't think it was awful. I think it was decent. When you say what, what the point was, do you mean about the actual movie or, or what they're doing at the end of the movie? Uh, both. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure I understand. All right. Fair enough. Uh, you know, we, we'll talk about that, um, whether it was just to entertain and thrill or was there some sort of bigger meaning or whatever. We'll talk about all that good stuff. But before we do, uh, let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, it's an interesting premise. Um, I did want, do want to point out that I guess technically this is listed as a 2023 release, uh, and uh, and Gabriel well, Copperway was was not uh, nominated for best director because patriarchy. Well, so, again, um, again, though, Mike, uh, it was only because it was played at Tribeca. Yes, that doesn't matter. That's all you need. So anyway, um, yeah, I like the film's first two acts more than the final act. Uh, I'm with Eric in that I like that it a nuanced view. I think you could read a lot into this about um, allegiances about where people's loyalties lie because and, and our ties to each other that are not simply one dimensional we have a lot of connections and certainly the, 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 the citizenship, the patriotism nationalism, whatever you want to call it is one of them but then you explore other facets of that as well 
part of me wishes there was more time to develop the film, develop the characters, develop these relationships. On the other hand, it's a space thriller. Um, I can't, I don't know how much I could call it science fiction or horror. I think the thing that this feels closest to me is weirdly enough, I'm something like Crimson Tide. Hmm. Uh, because you have an emergency and what to do about it, but you don't really know what the hell is going on in the outside world. Uh, it's a very, very thin comparison, but it's there. I, I think it's a good comparison. Um, I said, I, I, I hated the MacGuffin. Uh, and I, I, one of the things I like though about a film like this is it does put you in the, the, the shoes of the characters and gives you that, what would you do in this situation? Uh, and then the problem I had is it was kind of like, I don't know that I would have done anything anybody did in this particular situation. I would concur with that statement. So. Which, which is not necessarily that they did dumb things or wrong things, because as we all know, we're all different people and responding to different things under stress. I'm just saying, I, I just, I, I don't think I would have done any of the things they did, or very little of it. All right. But yeah, uh, I, I would say overall, I understand. I, I can get on board with the 64% rating um, because this is a film I, I kind of like. I, I think it ripped over itself in the final act. And and I didn't walk out. I was really satisfied, you know, halfway, two-thirds of the way through the movie. And I walked out that kind of going, meh. All right. Anything else, Mike, or is that it? That's it for now. All right. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? Um, I really like this film. I thought it was very effective at making me tense throughout, aside from the very beginning, which is just to establish the characters. Um, there, it's definitely got some issues. Uh, it's not a perfect film. I think, you know, it'll make, probably make somewhere on my list by the end of the year, depending on what comes out this year. Um, I thought it was just very, very tense. I, it, it was almost hard to watch. It was so tense. Um, and that's what a good thriller should do. Uh, there are some issues with the last act as has been said. There's a really major checkoff. <laughs> that I saw a mile away. Um, and, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a really good film. It's definitely worth watching once. Uh, I don't know if it's replayable, because once you know how it ends, it's not really going to be as exciting as it was the first time you saw it. So, All right, sounds good. Uh, so uh, that's our, our opinions on the film. Uh, so, uh, Eric, do we have a wiki? Wiki, wiki. Tensions flare in the near future aboard the International Space Station as a conflict breaks out on Earth. Reeling, the U.S. and Russian astronauts receive orders from the ground to take control of the station by any means necessary. All right. It has uh, to be in the very near future because they're looking to decommission the ISS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah. like, in the next week and a half or so. All right, so, um, yeah, that kind of spoils everything. Uh, I lucked out because I went in completely blind. I did not read anything. I didn't see the trailer. I didn't even know what it was about, uh, except that it was ISS, which meant International Space Station. And so, uh, 
yeah, I'm glad I did not read that wiki. Um, all right, so uh, what do we do here on the Dark Discussions podcast for those who are new or our regular listeners? Uh, basically, what we do is we talk about everything and anything related to the film. So what we did was we gave our review, but then we'll start talking about general stuff, non-spoilerly stuff for the next few minutes and whatnot. Uh, that maybe you know, like Mike made already a reference to how it reminded him of Crimson Tide. Uh, we can talk about various other things related to the film. That isn't spoilery. And then, of course, uh, at a, a point within this episode, we will say, spoiler alert. And at that point, we will talk about everything and anything related to the film. So whatever the writer, directors, producers, or whatnot are trying to say, if there is even a meaning, because uh, it appears that Eric uh, has some questions about uh, what they were trying to say, uh, and if they were was it any good, and on and on. So we'll, we'll get into all that, too. So we'll even spoil the ending, uh, including that third act that it seems that a couple of folks here uh, had an issue with. Um, but before that, we will uh, talk about the general non-spoilery stuff. Um, so, uh, to begin. Um, all right, so let's begin here. So, yeah, the, the uh, real-world... Um, uh, stuff that's related to this film is kind of interesting um, because, again, it's Russians and Americans, and ever since um, probably the ah, it took me back to the eighties. Yeah, 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 but uh, you know, I mean, everything was going fairly decent until the the twenty sixteen election of the United States, where uh, the media and and various political ops kept on saying that the Russians were um, trying to cheat our election somehow, which uh, they, they let's, do let's, let's not there. let's not get into this. Which, yeah, let's not get into which, this. Which 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 every other country uh, does as well, uh, whether it's Israel, China, Germany. Let's stop the conversation okay. about that. And, no, and no so forth. That, this this isn't um, really political. This is just, just yes, it's political. No, no, it very is much is Phil. It's very it is, much. It is political. exactly right. political. Well, it's it's not really controversial. It's it's, it's just yeah, a yeah, setup. no, it yeah. is. Oh, it is. It's, it's, not everyone agrees with you, so let's just not continue it. That, what did I say? What that was an opinion. Let's just move on. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to know what what I said. That was an opinion. No, no, no. it's fine. Let's just go. Well, but Barrett said that people don't agree with me. And what did I say that was? Let was, let's just move forward. Let's just move forward. Move on, Phil. All right, but but it's just weird we'll that discuss it later. But we want to move on. Okay, so we have. Um, all right, then I'm done. So you guys go ahead. Continue. Okay, well, um, this is uh, one of the things that confused me about this movie. <laughs> I don't really understand what the, like, they both get orders from their government to take control of the ISS. And I I don't understand, like, I understand there's a war between the two countries, but what is what is the strategic advantage of controlling the ISS? <laughs> I, well, this I is the MacGuffin, and I have a problem with it because it was revealed in a scene where we're later told it's a lie and then later told it's not a lie and yes, hard to know exactly how much of it's true. And as a MacGuffin, it's, it just felt like bullshit to me. Yeah. And uh, I'm still not even sure if it's true in the end. So because the idea <laughs> is that the one Russian is working with 
potassium iodide, which I've been working with over the last week. Um, and that, I guess, can be used to treat radiation. Like you have iodine tablets, I know, helps with radiation poisoning. Um, and that this could be the cure for the, the key to the curing or healing the people or, or something like that. But if you, you know, looked out the window, Earth is a giant fireball. <laughs> right. And iodine does not cure fireballs. Right. Um, so I did see so, see one review basically pointed said that that was a, and I made made a great point is that unlike Crimson Tide, where you never know whether or not there's a, a war going on, whether it was a, a just a drill and then a malfunction communications, mm-hmm. or whether there was in fact a nuclear war. Here, there's there's no doubt because you could see it. Um, right. and, you know, and then we can see, and then I think they just went overboard on the effects rather than for dramatic purposes, but I, I don't think that served them well because it left very little doubt in my brain that there ain't nothing to go home to boys. <laughs> right. Um, and girls, there, there were girls on the station too, uh, so I, I don't quite. So that that's why that got. And and by the way, uh, like five vials of potassium iodide that's been sitting in space, uh, being brought down to Washington D.C. or or Moscow is not going to reverse the radiation sickness of, you know, half a billion people. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's sort of. They've got much bigger fish to fry. So I guess we kind of got into spoiler territory. Sorry about that. <laughs> so that that's that's why they were supposed to seize the station. I, I part of me just thinks it, it almost would have been better if they had not gotten any communication and then let the natural allegiances cause friction. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that. But but it would have been – but, again, that's something that I feel like you would have needed more time to do. And I, I don't know that I wanted this, but this is a movie that people would have wanted to spend a whole lot more time with. I don't know. No, I, I, I'm sorry, Barrett. Were you about to say something? No, I wasn't sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say that I thought some of the views of the, the Earth from space were pretty – Oh, my off, God. But I'd be curious to know – um, like there's got to people out. There's got to be people out there who have done theoretical studies on a nuclear war and what would happen. And I'd be cu- just curious to know if it was anywhere near accurate. I would love to know that too because it looks horrific. Yeah, <laughs> that I whole scene like is just crazy. Warm summer breeze. <laughs> no, I mean, I, uh, of course, the devastation is going to be massive, but would it really just like would the whole planet be on fire like that, or is it just going to be like devastation and that's it? Well, it was like part of the of planet. Flowers. I don't know. It was part of the planet. It wasn't the whole planet because they started going later on. Well, okay, but it was a lot of the planet. A lot of the planet, <laughs> and that's what makes it hard to believe that something else that happens later on too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. 
All right. So uh, where do we want to go next? Um, do we want to Anybody else got spoiler? non-spoilery stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Anyone? It's hard to do this one without uh, spoilery stuff unless we just I mean, talk about the first 15 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much. I mean, they give it away in the trailer. They give it away in the synopsis. It's yeah. It is what it is. The, the actual premise of the movie is pretty flimsy. It's the it's the execution it depends on. Yep. Uh, yeah, so to set it up, uh, Dr. Akira Foster and Dr. Christian Campbell are flying up to the ISS to meet fellow American Dr. Gordon Barrett, as well as three Russian doctors as well, or scientists, whatever they are. And uh, this is Kira Foster's first uh, time in space, I guess. And, and uh, while wow, Christian Campbell is just returning, uh, and then the other four that are already there, um, obviously, uh, have been there for some time. Um, and Kira Foster comes with uh, some mice. Uh, so folks who are uh, not happy about animal abuse, even if these may be digital, um, it, it, it could be triggering um, at points. Um, so that's pretty much the setup. Um, now, um, I, I should have checked this before. There, there's yeah, it's a total of six characters: three Russians, three Americans, nicely divided: two males, one female on each side. Um, Yoren Greyjoy being one of the uh, the Russians. Um, and that that puts them on on parity. Uh, so like no one side necessarily has an upper hand when the conflict comes. Uh, mm-hmm. I should check like does the ISS because you know there's the I in the ISS. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something? Are there? I mean, I would have expected there to be people from other. Nations besides too. just the two. Yeah, me too. It so. seemed convenient for the film that it was just Russians and Americans. Right, and it would have been interesting to have, say, someone from, I don't know, India or Japan or China or even According to Wikipedia, the International Space Station is a collaboration of five space agencies Uh United States, Russia, Japan, Europe, and Canada. We could add some Canadians up there. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody would have just ganged up on them then. Exactly. They would kick their ass out right away. Well, yeah, I guess it is. If I'm I'm looking at this, it's 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 six people. It's a crew of six. All the actors were probably American. Were probably Canadian anyway. So, Mike, what, what, so what are you trying to get at? Okay, so I was just saying it might have been interesting having somebody not, else. Not an evenly it. divided one yes. country versus one country. Three right. versus and I'm looking three. At this, I don't see any uh, of this, the crews on the right. space station but, that, were, that were strictly American Soviet, American Russian. I, I know the Soviets right, are gone, but, but, but this okay, is so, happening. So, even at this, this point. Um, whether they threw in Japanese, Europeans, or Canadians, um, I mean, 
based off of how the the world is today, that the, all three would be on, you know, in theory linked to the the, the United States side, just for the fact of Russia aggression well, in Ukraine. But, I mean, but that's not the movie we, we have, though. So I understand that it would just just offering as a, as a as a hypothetical, um, and okay. and there are other countries anyway. So I just was saying I think that might have been interesting. But I think, like, you get uh, everyone at start is all friendly because you have really uh, six people there. They're all there for the science. They're all there for the science or a common mission. Right. Uh, Well, and technically, uh, whatever's going on in the the real world today uh, doesn't have any aspect on these individual people in this situation, never mind the U.S. and, and Russia aren't fighting in the real life either, even if there is a, some problems going on in the world. So, well, it's he, interesting. I mean, they, it's not like we hate – I don't hate Russian people, and, and I assume everybody else here doesn't either. But anyway, go ahead, Mike. They don't do anything to uh, imply that there's any, like, heightened tensions. No, they don't. Right, but but this has been made during uh, the you know in the in the time frame of the past ten years where where there has been some problems. Well, there's always been some problems with the. I mean, that we're, but that's a whole other issue. They they certainly could have. No, but, but somebody did just come up, right? They they were just, they they just came from Earth, so I'm sure they would have been aware of the news. Right of what's been going on, and you didn't have to do it necessarily referring to current current events. Um, you you could have been doing it, you know, with, with just just anything. Just say the the conflict in Canada. Who cares? Um, tense negotiations. Anything, but it was right. But it does kind of come out of nowhere, and but, we don't but, know, and we never it, really find out what happened, what started it. Um. Right, but but we get the idea that Russia and the United States, or, or Russia and the West, if you prefer, have had some issues in the past uh, ten years, and then obviously every before 1991, and so it, it, it makes yeah, sense. We don't need to know why, yeah. just like we don't need to know why Godzilla and King Kong are fighting. We just know they will. Right. But um, yeah, so. Like I said, so what they're setting up is, and I think is interesting that you are setting up some uh, some things so that you have this division of loyalties, and that you have people who are that it's not just you have the Russians and the Americans. You have people who are friends, people who are colleagues, right? They're both working. Uh, people who are lovers. You have <laughs> revealed eventually that two of them are lovers or romantically linked. Uh, that they are they are. They're uh, two like biology researchers, so there there is a common connection there. And you know, you, you know, it's interesting, Mike. Uh, yeah. Just to uh, uh, interject, um, the film started filming in February 2021, and Russia invaded Ukraine on uh, February 24th, 2021. So, so you're uh, saying it's this movie's fault? Pretty much. <laughs> no, no, but it's just interesting. It's just a. a, a a fun fact with quotes around fun. Um, <laughs> so anyway, continue, Mike. Uh, but even I would argue the two 
females, right? Because they're the two women, and there's a little bit of like girl and girl bonding, not bonded bonding. Um, they're the two rational ones. What's that? <laughs> they're the two rational ones. You no, know, I mean, look, there, there is, you know, you get men together, you get women together, and you know, there's going to be some common, yeah. you know, some commonality based on that fact is that that's that's who and what we are um, and also, also a possible pecking order too possible pecking order and yeah there's you know so but i'm saying so you have all these connections going there's a character who talks about his family back on earth uh so he's got a you know an issue back there so it, so it is looking at these relationships beyond the simple black and white of of not just American good, Russian bad, or vice versa, but not just our own national allegiances. So there's a lot of ties, and I think that's what complicates the situation going further. Um, well, I, I, I also think it's the only thing that makes the movie interesting, because if, if it were just Russia versus U.S., that would be boring. Well, and I, I feel that, that uh, the film tried to do that quicker uh, with, with those messages that came from their uh, own countries that said take over the space station all means necessary <laughs> and I, I and don't tell anybody that you got this message and I can't I can't believe that that would occur in the sense that here are these people especially five of them that know each other very well and the world is going crazy down there and we're just six people up here and it's like we're supposed to now use violence to take over the space station and I couldn't believe one character and he may have if if things didn't occur um, out when he was out in outer space but I'm surprised he didn't say anything right away. Where if it was me, I probably would have betrayed my country immediately and said, "All right, we just got this message. There's a big war going on down there, and we're just six people, and we're in space, meaning we're dead unless we get back on Earth. Assuming we even want to get back on Earth, because that's dead. So why would we want to kill each other or try to take over a space station when this effectively has nothing to do?" Uh, right. with with survival well, of well, us. And, yeah. and that is the rational point of view. However, I think part of what the movie was going for here um, is that nationalism isn't necessarily rational. Yeah, but that, it can and, be national, but r- rational, but, but this isn't a normal situation. This isn't when you're on Earth where you have all of earth you're on this little space station and these people are your friends so even if they're from different countries and now we're at war with them it's not like anything technically really changed in their own little bubble it's outside of their bubble that everything's changed so well you're assuming friendship where it may not exist just because they work together doesn't mean they're friends Sure. And and some of these people are probably military trained and have a fierce loyalty to their country. Um, so they made it make decisions based on that rather than what you were talking about, which I would agree I with. Thought about that, but that's a decent yeah. point. Well, I was thinking a lot that. of astronauts do have uh, pilot oh, training. Right. 
I, I was thinking yeah. that maybe they were they, some of them could be plants, you know, expires too. So I was thinking all that as well. But that's right. possible too. I mean, we just yeah. don't know. But um, we do I, know the lead character had military training. Odds are some of them had mili- some of them or yes. all of them some military training. Right. Um, and the astronaut training alone is very, but demanded. But either way, I, I training or not, we're talking about six people that are stuck on a space station that at least have some working relationship. And if they do anything that's stupid, which is what they're both to say, they're all dead. And they don't hate each other, even if they're not necessarily friends, like you said, Barrett. I mean, there's no, like, violent anger and, like, oh, I hate these people. It's No, but I think it's an accurate representation of human behavior because people don't always act in their own best interest. Especially yeah. when there's a panic-inducing situation on the table like it is here. Uh, like the one dude, all he wants to fucking do is talk to his daughters. Um, he does not give a crap about anything else. Right. And, you know, and, and some people are worried about, you know, taking over the space station for their countries. Some other people are more concerned well, about people they care about the most. Um, so I think it's really well, um, just a representation of how – when people are under extreme stress like this, logic doesn't always enter into the situation. But, but I think that's another flaw of the film is there was no time where any of them stopped and said, "All right, this is our concerns." Not both, together, but the two females do that. Well, uh, after things kind of went south. But, but the point yeah, is, but, is, is you know, they, everybody could just sat down and said, "All right, all right." Uh, you, we can't get a hold of your daughters, so you're just going to have to take a breath. We can't get out of here. You know this. Take a breath. And, then, you know, and, and no, all the stress and all this other stuff, you're absolutely right, Eric. But technically, most of these people have had psychological tests that go up to this space station that they wouldn't be those type of people that would just snap like that. I mean, it's possible they still could, but I, I think the, the flaw of the film is there was no scene where everybody just stopped. I don't know that I agree with that because they they almost immediately get a message to say do not say anything to the other side, which, which I I, I got to wonder about a little bit. Um, there's only six of them, right? Like I mean, they're gonna go, Yuri, what are you doing? <laughs> well, they were <laughs> acting that way. <laughs> are you trying to take control of the station? No. Well, and and the thing is, Phil, I totally understand where you're coming from, but I think the flaw you're pointing out isn't a flaw in the movie. It's a flaw in human behavior. Yes. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Uh, me personally, I would have put on war paint and declared myself a Wolverine. But well, the the big question, bigger question, though, Phil, is what are they fighting for? What I saw would make me think the planet's destroyed, and even if there's people left, that's my point. I don't want to go back. I, but that's my point. It's it's six people that are in their own bubble. So what's going on down on Earth is completely different. I mean, I mean, we. But Eric made a good point about one guy freaking out about his family. Are they dead or not? But all in all, there's nothing you can do. So I'm right there with you, Barrett. It's it doesn't make any sense how these people reacted, unless they're inherently evil people. Some of them. 
Well, let's, I, no, let's, I think let's clarify this a little bit. So the person who really starts things is the one Russian guy. Nikolai, the, the, American the one guy, guy they were pretending that it was friendly. He, he, right. It was kind of humorous. Yeah, but, but there is a little bit of tension between him and the other guy. So we start with that, and then they both get the secret orders. The American guy is trying to still not do that. He's keeping it secret, but he's not trying to take them out yet. Whereas the Russian guy is trying to take him out, and the American goes outside the ship, and that is the first, you know, the first hit. So, right. I, you know, I don't know. It's It starts out with them not trying not to do that, and then the Where Russians I think, start. Yeah, I, I think I would have liked to see one character try to, to, to at least propose. Having an open conversation, a dialogue, even if it got shut down, because everyone is going to react differently. And like, so certainly right. the guy whose family may have just gotten blown up, we understand why he might be right. panicking. Even if they didn't know about the order, you would think everyone would just stop and say, all right, let's talk about what just happened on Earth, even without the order. And they yes. Let's sit down and talk. That, that and would I be the like rational thing to do. Say, yes. You're, you know, that countries that were fighting for might not even exist anymore right exactly they might be destroyed and and but, would have given at least characters a chance to unveil a little bit more of their motivation for what unfolds in or maybe that would have run the risk of spelling it out too much which is the, the flip side mm-hmm. um I, I i don't know um it does unfold pretty quickly there's a problem with the because then there's a problem with the antenna Someone goes out, and then there's there's that that issue. Uh, right, and, I right. and, and and the guy that went out was the guy that knew about the message, the American message, and yet he still went out. So he obviously still had faith he in died. the Russian counterparts. Yep. Especially since we there was a a, a checkoff wink. And we kind of knew that, and then they showed him kiss the Russian girl. Him and the Russian girl have become lovers, and, and you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, or whatever you want to say. So there's more connection between them than uh, uh, just coworkers from different countries. So I don't know. I, I just felt it was odd that they decided to do all this stuff without even talking about what happened on earth, even if they did keep the message secret. I think just one person was a, just decided he couldn't wait to be a dink. Right. And that's what upsets the, the balance immediately. So I don't know how much of a chance they got. Like that I said, I really would have liked to see more of a, a longer story and get a little bit more into the characters um, though again, I understand why they that really isn't the movie that they're making here. This is a, a horror thriller, um, rather than a, than a drama. Sure. Um, what one thing, uh, Nikolai and Alexei are supposed to be brothers. I don't know if it was it was uh, portrayed well enough in the film, but technically they were. Oh, I didn't pick up that. Yeah, I did not I mean, pick up on that I mean, at all. I mean, Nikolai said brother once, but I, I just assumed. I thought it was like in the yeah, my Russian it, brother sense. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But it was more than that. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of interesting aspect that they didn't get across well enough. Um, also, it was uh, projected that Alexei was a dink 
right from the beginning. And yes. Nikolai was the nice guy. And what really was, it was the other way around. Alexei wasn't a dink at all. He was just working. And Nikolai was, like you said, Mike, the moment he got the message, he, he just became evil or, or whatever you want to call what he did. Fish. I would use. What's that? Efficient is what the term I would use. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, it depends on your it's, perspective. It's chess. The easiest way to win in chess is get, get the material advantage early. Um, but you're right. He wanted to act. So if you have six people and five of them didn't want to do have do anything, because I believe Christian Campbell, the John Gallagher character, probably wouldn't have done anything. Um, if the whole scenario didn't start in the first place, he he just reacted and became a nut yeah. himself. So really it was just the one guy. It was just Nikolai who, like you said, all, all you need is one to do something and then everything goes to hell. So that's fair. Yeah. He did it all by himself. He didn't tell the other two before he did it. So it's not like they could have right. stopped it. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Because what was intended was, uh, Nikolai lied about the antenna breaking. So, Gordon, Chris Messina's character, goes out, and what he told Nikolai, I mean, Nikolai told his brother Alexei, was that we're going to cut off the communication, and then we're going to try to take the sh ship and say this is what's happening. But he lied. He was to, very uh, Hell 9000. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he lied to his brother, Alexei. So Alexei cut the, the, the communication, and then he intentionally used uh, the arm, uh, the cloche thing that sticks out of the ship to knock uh, Gordon off the ship. And Gordon, for some dumb reason, had disconnected his his uh, strap that holds him to the ship. Yeah, I didn't understand nice. that either. <laughs> that was kind of stupid, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, he was he was having trouble reaching, which felt really, like, bad engineering. Like, I think it didn't work. Why would they have a spot they can't reach with their tether? Come on. Right. And and That's, if you didn't, you would have a second tether that you could connect and then this could longer tether. tether. One of the two. Yeah, <laughs> Come yeah, on. Yeah, so it was, that was a little odd. Um, and, yeah, so that was the, the first step, and it was kind of interesting uh, because it – it was so, like, um, radared upon us, or whatever the word is, that Alexei was going to be the bad guy because he was the dink about the, you know, the mice, and he they had him look at the mice like an evil way, or the rats, actually, evil way, but in reality, we find out he was actually just looking at him to build them a, a, net, a little net so they could hold on to. But all in all, it was... I felt it was way – the word I was looking at, projected, that's the word I was looking for. So I thought it was way too projected that I knew it was going to be the opposite. I knew Alexi wasn't going to be a bad guy, and I just could tell Nikolai was being a, going to be the bad guy because yeah, same. prior they made Nikolai too good of a guy and Alexi too much of a dink, especially when, when they were talking about the, the Scorpion song that, that started playing as well. So I also <laughs> felt a lot of the things that made him seem like a dink might have been just because he didn't know English as well. Uh, absolutely. And um, also just for the fact that you have this new person that just comes in and starts taking space, and it's like, uh, you didn't even ask me if you could do this? So, you know, it was just, it was just little things that were – were like ugh, annoying, not evil, but 
the movie tried to make it look like he was going to be the bad guy if there was going to be a bad guy. Um, so what else do we want to talk about? <laughs> I liked the Chekhov's where she gets a, a, a gift that she uses to kill the guy. I thought that was quite, uh, <laughs> well. And it, and it was from the guy himself, right? Yeah, it was from the guy himself. She used it to kill him. The band that he gave her earlier in the movie, she strangles yeah. him with. <laughs> right, right. Um, all right, so... Mike, where do you want to go from here? Where, where do we want to talk about the film itself? Um, do you got any, any specifics on, on your list? Well, I think what's nice is after the shit hits the fan, right? And like you know, tactically, I think it, it makes perfect sense to take somebody out, um, whichever side you're on, uh, if you're going to take over the the space station for whatever reason. Uh, it's it you, you remove somebody, but then you get um, actions Nikki? cause reactions. Was it Nikki? Yeah. Uh, which guy? Which one? The guy? Or, or, what? or was it Veronica? Uh, yeah, uh, Veronica is the girl. Right. So where she reaches out. Um, reaches out to Kira, the new girl. The, the, right. And and I thought that was Woman. nice. That was effective. And again, that there's of the three Russians, two of them had no frickin' clue that one of them had already decided to go or they thought so right yeah Yeah. um i thought it was i i have a i have a question (laughs) there was something i didn't understand that maybe you guys can help me with um when Nika, sorry, I was I was staring at the name in the in the IMDb credits and I couldn't come up with Nika because that's what they called her. <laughs> when Nika uh, talks to Kira and they plan that uh, you know Nika is going to provide a distraction while Kira go gets the iodine or whatever, um, was was Nika just providing a distraction or was she actually going to blow up the ship? I'm not sure because she hesitated so long. Yeah, I mean, if she was truly going to do it, she'd have done it, I feel like. Okay. Well, see, this is where I'm, I do get confused, right? So if she was distracting, then why was it? If, if she was trying to make a distraction for her to, to, to get off the station with the medicine and make her way back down, why wasn't she more clear about like where the like what was in section zero or something like that right that she had right. to go to, which was not clearly labeled, so she doesn't make that clear to her. She knows that she's new to the station, she's been there for like five minutes right mm-hmm. uh, and then why is she trying to blow the station up before she's knows she's gotten away? And yeah, so this, like and, she was just providing a really effective distraction and got herself killed in the process. Yeah, it's, it's I yeah I was I this is where I was starting to get a little confused as to who was when was she being truthful and when was she lying? Right, right. Because quite frankly, if that was her distraction, it was a terrible fucking distraction. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Well, I mean, it certainly distracted them. It just didn't 
and well. Yeah, but she's trying to blow up a ship. That's that's not really a distraction. That's suicide. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, all, I could th- all I can think of, and, and this is maybe a lame uh, excuse for it, is when she found out her boyfriend was dead, or at least she thought she, he was dead, she decided that, all right, we'll just blow up the whole spaceship. So that's, that's all I can think of. It, it, I mean, had her boyfriend not been killed or at least in her eyes, then maybe she wouldn't want to blow up the ship. And Because what was the point of blowing up the ship? Unless she just didn't want to live anymore. And, you know, I, I don't get it. And that's, Yeah, that's the, the fine, whole thing was but, confusing. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I don't mind that. I really don't. But then what's the whole thing with, with the game that she's playing with the other one, right? It, 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 I, I'm, uh, yeah, it was a little lost. Again, this is where I think having a little bit more... Uh, Clarity about their motivation, uh, about the characters, uh, would have been would have been a little bit helpful here, because we had only just found out a couple of minutes earlier that she was banging the other guy. I mean, we don't know if they were banging; they were at least lip smacking. Right. Yeah, I, I. Um... I, I don't know what 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 her motivation was, except she didn't care about to live anymore, and and she didn't like the American guy, uh, Christian, for some reason. No, I didn't either. And then <laughs> and, and, well, that was one I'll of those faces, like that, like the Frank Burns from Mash Face. Is just, <laughs> but but. Uh, but yeah, obviously she was pissed at the two Russian guys, so I could see why she would want to take those out. And then I could understand maybe why she didn't care about her own life because the man, you know, her her man is dead, and and so you know when something like that happens, a lot of people become like despondent like that. So I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I I, I don't know what she was expecting our lead who you knew had plot armor. I thought that was another problem about the film was Kara had plot armor. Why, where Kara was going to go? Because it's like you said, it's it's like the whole world is a dead. We don't know any information. It's like, where is she going to land? Because I mean, if she lands in the ocean, no one's going to come and pick her up probably. Right. And, and if she lands on the, the, of continent, she's either going to land, you know, blow up. She's going to hit the ground, or she can land in the nuclear wasteland, or she could land up in some country, and they're going to go, "Who the hell are you? You're arrested." I, I don't. I just well, don't. yeah, and that's why I was very confused by the end of the movie too, because um, they, the two of them, get into that thing and take off for Earth, and then the last line of the movie is, "Where are we going?" I don't know. So they, they don't right. have a plan. Yeah, uh, and, and they turn off their the radio to, to guide them. Right. Uh, so it's like they're just free falling to Earth, and what the hell's going on? Yeah, this is not an X-wing fighter where they could just yeah. land it anywhere they want, uh, and then if they land in a bad place, they can take off and go somewhere again, and they have complete control over where they go. Um, they're very much kind of at the mercy of, of gravity and. Where where it pulls them down to, uh, 
but they've got the vials, which I guess is the potassium iodide. Uh, right, but, but again, what, what's that going to do? Get them nothing. Like yes. Yeah, exactly. it, it, I, it made no sense. Because, okay, fine, you can help a couple of people with We don't even know if it was working yet. All right, but even if it did, I mean, <laughs> radiation ain't, ain't your only problem when you get down <laughs> The whole place is devastated with the amount they showed. Right. And and you still have nukes. You you know, I mean, we don't know who's still going to be firing more nukes. Right. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. But Not like the war could have ended that same day. Yeah, right, right. Unless everybody well, and, and quite frankly, I, I I found it a little bit unbelievable when they when they got into the uh, I don't know what you want to call it escape pod or or spaceship or whatever, uh, and we're picking up transmissions from Earth. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure even if there had been people alive at a space control station, um, I, all that radiation probably would mess with the transmission, don't you think? Well, and and also. Everybody forgets, you know, you get the nukes and you get the the hydrogen bombs and all that stuff. But they got the EMPs. That's too. That's just gonna yeah. wipe out, you know. So I, I think I they think even talked about the EMPs because they thought it might have been what affected the ship at one point when the power went out. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. So if there's EMPs, they're not gonna be able to communicate with anybody. So right. I, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I get what they're doing, though, because there's no point in staying in the space station. That's probably going to crash anyway. And if it doesn't crash, uh, how long is it going to last and, and how healthy it is to be up there for – Right. I'm just – like, uh, it seems like – I mean, yeah, it's a space thriller. And I guess it's just for tension maybe. But it's like it seems to me like this movie was made with some kind of point in mind. And, like, really, the only one I can come up with is nuclear war is bad. And it's like, okay, thanks. I needed to be told that. Uh, <laughs> well, unless you're a missing right. in which case nuclear war is good. You, you, you know, it could could be that was somewhat of a point or they were trying to say a point. But I also think think the writer just had thought it was a cool idea. It's like, well, here's these people in, in space with um, countries that aren't necessarily uh, friendly, even if, if – as individuals, they could be friendly. And then, mm-hmm. boom, the war happens, and you're stuck up there, and then paranoia, because, like, like whether it's it's just one kook that decides to follow ridiculous orders, because it was absolutely ridiculous orders by both both countries, it was like, this is a cool idea. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it was just a cool idea, because technically it is a cool idea, because, I mean, to see the world get destroyed... That's horror. Going, knowing if you go back, that's horror. Knowing you're up here, where you're stuck, that's horror. And then knowing that your your country sent uh, a message, and you and the other country did too, that's horror. And then knowing one person decides to re, uh, react to their their uh, uh, country's orders, that's horror. And then having a guy flip uh, freak out. That's horror, and, and on and on and on. So I, th- I think the only point was it was a cool idea, and let's make this movie. Well, I think it was also, like Mike said, it was a character study. It was showing how pe- different people react in that situation. Or Eric said it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a character study. I mean, we were seeing how different people reacted differently. The one guy, his importance was the children. Um, you know, each one had a different well, motivation. 
if that's the case, then I kind of agree with Mike that I, I wish it had been a little bit longer to develop them more because I really didn't get a chance to really care about anybody in this movie. I right. agree. Right, and and to be honest, again, it just came down to that one guy, Nikolai. If if he didn't mm-hmm. sn- do what he did, I think the other five would have cooperated. Even even the guy with the two kids, because I think he just snapped when he found out. Yeah, they uh, were going to leave him. <laughs> yeah, that they were going to leave him, and that Veronica was going to blow up the space station. And He's so like, after that, that, after that point, I would be fuck you too. So. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, so I will I, say that my favorite shot in the entire movie was like I can't remember um which Russian that he ended up battling to the death with. Nikolai. Um which one was it? Was it Alexei or Nikolai? I, Nikolai. I honestly don't remember. Nikolai. 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 So when when the two of them ended up like battling each other and basically stabbing each other to death, that shot after it was done when they're both dead but they're kind of embracing in zero gravity i thought that was so well done and so fucking cool yeah, i love that shot well and I, I was afraid that the russian guy was gonna live and that was gonna piss me off but when he pulled out that long screwdriver and shoved it through his throat i was like oh. okay that that was awesome well even if he did live i think he was fucked because there's no way he was gonna get back into the rest of the ship without mm-hmm. because there was only one way out of the the junk heap area yeah and no and i will say for 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 all the nitpicking that we're doing um i do want to give some credit for the movie at no point did i find myself doubting they were in zero gravity all that stuff was done extremely well it was even with the mice i mean i was like wow the mice weren't too thrilled they weren't yeah they were no, no, that, that's that's why I, I, I say if if you i mean animal abuse whether they're cgi <laughs> or not uh it could trigger a little bit because yeah that was well uh, i mean the mice floated i and, and look and i'll i'll this is the thing i'll give them a pass on because you need exposition for the audience but and the whole need something to cling to right that was foreshadowing uh yeah. with the mice the mice need something to cling to the people mm-hmm. need something to cling to Unless it's your children, in which case clinging to them drives you insane. Um, but, um, what was I saying? Is like she would have known. It would. It's like not like they they wouldn't let her see the previous mouse research before she got up to the space station. She would have known not to leave her mice floating there. She would have known to put something there. Mm-hmm. But I understand it was for the theme and it was for exposition for the audience. So I, I can give it a pass. I have had to deal when I worked at the museum. I had to deal with mice, and when they get into a stressful situation, yeah, you know, those fuckers will turn on each other. And yeah, so when I saw like the mouse with the the missing limb, he's like, "Why did you do that?" It's like, have you never worked with mice before? <laughs> technically, technically, I believe they were they were rats because they had long tails. But mice have long tails too. They look uh, like mice. No, no the, oh, oh, you're, oh, yes, the hamsters. You're, you're thinking gerbils. Yeah, no, no, gerbils and hamsters too. Uh, it's only hamsters that have the, the stubs. Hamsters. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. They, they were they were mice. Yeah, good point. Um, so. Yeah, and and when the mice uh, looked like they chewed, they they got in fights, and it, it was making it, making us think that uh, Alexi uh, had done something bad to the mice. Right. Yeah. Well, and I also want to give this movie credit for making it so tense throughout. I mean, I was 
on the edge of my seat through the whole thing, just wondering what what idiot was going to do what next. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was a very stressful film. There was not one spot in the film after the bombs dropped that you had a chance to take a breath. Nope. So, so I got to give credit. This was a $13.8 million movie budget. And, um, I, you know, it, it they, they got a lot. They got their bang for their buck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I was looking here. Um, yeah, it says that uh, for the cinema score from audiences, uh, I got a C minus. So that's yeah. not good. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. So people surprised. really like this film. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like people like the film that much. Um, and Maybe people didn't like the general nature of the conflict, like just that major of a conflict, because it is just people conflict through the whole thing. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually kind of like the perspective where we don't get anything from the ground control except from that one message. Yeah. And we don't know what's actually the final situation on, on earth, except what, what the astronauts and cosmonauts see themselves, mm-hmm. which is, you know, far away. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I did feel that, uh, Gordon, um, I think that's his name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, that, I felt that was a little weird that, that, uh, he survived and he came back. And then killed himself because he <laughs> yeah. was not capable of taking the other guy on. Come on. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Absolutely. That was kind of silly. And, but, again, he, he was acting re- crazy because his his woman got killed. But he um, didn't even get the full story. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it, it, two things. One, Nikolai tried to kill him. And, right, so he's and, at him. <laughs> and Nikolai is at fault for everything. To be honest, mm-hmm. that's true. I mean, you're there's, all right. There's, a, but... there's often a point in a film where you're like, they want to be a smart movie, they're going to do this. And if they want to be, for lack of a better term, lowest common denominator, cheesy, cliched shit, they're going to do that. And to me, when he kind of comes back, surprise, I'm alive, motherfucker! I knew he was alive. <laughs> yeah, we all kind of knew he was alive, but when he, like, but not only, but we already found out he was alive before that. But it was when he burst back into the station, right? Actually noticing to save the day. I was like, okay, because this, that can this, happen, right? <laughs> this is well, this, no, no, no. This is where the movie Alexi, Alexi off screen did get help him. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. so we, we, I'll give the film that. But you're right, him just. Going like Hulk was was a little ridiculous, right? Yeah. And to me, that's where that's where the film broke bad. That's where the film went. Okay, we're we we're just gonna go real ride, right? I won't say the film lost me there, but they have rolled an eye or two. Sure, sure. Well, when they killed off Veronica, that that was was a huge surprise, and once she was dead. Because, like, everyone here kind of said there was a chance that we all knew that Gordon may be okay. But once Veronica died, it was all over. There, there, there was no turning back at that point. Nope. Right. Um, no matter who was at fault. Because, and, and to be honest, Christian, what he did 
I, I'm honestly, maybe if he did it, he should have just hit her on her arm or something. But either way, what he did um, made sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was threatening to blow up the whole ship. So he well, felt guilty afterwards. It's not like he didn't say, right. you know, like, oh, I meant to kill her. No, right. he didn't even mean to kill her, but he used a little too much force with a huge-ass metal thing. Right, <laughs> right. I, I loved that conversation with Kira after where she says, well, maybe he's, she, she's alive. And he goes, and, <laughs> and, and his depression was, was, was so genuine. It's like, like, I felt it cave in, her skull cave in. She's not alive. You know, and it was like, oh, that's devastating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was pretty monstrous. And then um, I was reading reviews, because that's what I usually do after I see the film, just for other perspectives. And I love one review. I think it may have been the RogerEbert.com review. Yeah, where, surprise, surprise. Phil liked the RogerEbert.com review. Uh, where they, she says... The woman, I think that that wrote that review said, the watching a person make a sandwich uh, was the most to see the, someone making a sandwich be that suspenseful and stressful. What was an unbelievable scene or something like that? And it was a really good scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because at that point he knew the scoop. Even though at that point he didn't have to do what he did because the problem, which was Nikolai, was dead already. Right. So if he had just took a breath, he would have gone. But I think at that point he was like, she'd get rid of me if she could. So I want to get back to my kids, and that's all that matters. None of you other fuckers matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a really good point because Kira was was going to take off, so he couldn't trust her, and then obviously he he wasn't going to trust Alexi just for the fact that Alexi was Russian and also the brother of, of the scumbag. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that's a fair point. Yeah, so that, yeah, it's a shame though because that whole scene didn't have to happen. Yeah, you know, Phil, I. Mm. I think you might be wrong about the brother thing, because the characters have two different last names in the credits. Oh, it says Nikolai and Alexei Pulov, the two brothers. Where are you seeing that? Uh, Wikipedia. Huh. On IMDb, it says Alexei Pulov and Christian Campbell. Oh, Christian. Oh, no, 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 the wrong credit. Duh. Sorry. I'm being an idiot. No worries. It's all good. Yeah, Campbell is, is uh, the Gallagher character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And that ain't no Russian name, Campbell. No, no, no. That's why I was confused. Fair enough. No worries. No worries. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't even know they were brothers either until after the film. Because, like you said, when he said brother, I thought he was meaning, you know, a, you know, a fellow Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's exactly what I thought. Or a really good friend, you know, like, yeah, hey, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fellow, fellow black dude. Anyway, we'll move on to that. For that, um, so what leave it other, to Mike to make things awkward. Yes. Uh, what other uh, things did we want to bring up? So, so yeah. So once we found out Alexi wasn't the bad guy, that didn't surprise me. Um, and then when they showed that he was the one that made the little string thing so the mice could could hold on and not float anymore. Uh, 
it made all sense. Everything made sense, all the stuff from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I think it was way too telegraphed. I didn't think they were going to make it that obvious he was the bad guy because he wasn't. I was I was just bummed that Nika died because he was my favorite character. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Nika, you you mean you mean Veronica? Oh yeah, yeah they called her Nika. You're right. They did. They did. Sorry. Yeah, she was she was by far my favorite character as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I because she's the, the one that had the opportunity to demonstrate uh, depth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in well, the way the other characters had. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Alexi, I like too, but he he was because uh, I knew he wasn't going to be the villain. Plus, I like the actor anyway, and he just was a quiet guy and like. Everyone here said, you know, his English wasn't as good as the rest. So a lot of it was miscommunication. Um, but, yeah, Kara, I didn't care for. Uh, Gordon, I liked until he, he went Hulk because that was kind of stupid. Um, Christian, yeah, he was just uh, uh, paranoid. And then uh, Nikolai, he was just evil. Uh, so, yeah, Veronica, she, she, was, she, was, she was the best. And she was the one that wanted – like you said, Mike, yeah. I mean, she had the plan. She was the one that could speak and actually give us her thoughts about what's going on while no one else did. Mm-hmm. Everybody just reacted. She was the one that actually communicated. And right. Like, oh, you got – you're sick. <laughs> I can't believe you would do that. Right, right. If you don't communicate, things go to sh- shit. Um, I've seen it. You know, everybody's seen it in their own life when shit like that happens. But – she communicated, and um, as a result, I think that made her more of an endearing character than the rest. That same actress, by the way, was in several episodes of uh, For All Mankind. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, Which, she, frankly, I would recommend above this movie. Yes. Right. Yeah, I have not seen the show. Yeah, highly recommended, and several episodes along these lines. Right, right. Uh, yeah, she it's was basically in, an uh, entire television series about Russia versus U.S. in space with some other flavors sprinkled in. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, uh, what, two seasons now? The new season just came Four out. Seasons. Right? Four seasons. Four. Oh, it's that well, old now. Um, and the new season just came out, too, I think, right? It came out mm-hmm. on January 12th. Just and, finished uh, up a few weeks ago. Oh, you're serious? Oh, yeah, yeah. January 12th was the last episode. Yeah, November 10th to, of 2023 to January 12th, 2024. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably have to catch up on it. It's only 10 episodes per season, too, so it's mm-hmm. not going to take too long. No, check it out. It's it's cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll do, we'll do. Um, yeah, Apple Apple's uh, done pretty good for themselves. I remember when we, they first came out. Yeah. Where, you're, you're, All of the stuff they're producing looks awesome. Yeah. And the, for me, it's hit and miss. That is true. That's true. Some of their shows are stinky. They're, they're certainly spending the money to make it look good, but the the material itself isn't all for me. Sure, sure. And not everything can be for you. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it should be. Uh, that I agree with, Eric. It should all be for you. <laughs> See, uh, what else did uh, folks want to bring up in the film? Uh, anything else that we have? I I just I I understand they're trying to do some representation, but uh they kind of just drop in the fact that Kira's a lesbian and don't really take it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, right when that they they brought that up, I was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, it, it really does not affect her character motivation one single bit in the movie. So. Yeah, I, I I don't even know why they brought her love life into it because none of them any of their love life except for even 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 the guy with the two daughters, you didn't have anything about his love life. So it was just the two, the Russian and the American, and that was essential to the plot. Right. So. I don't. Yeah, it was it was a little pandering. That's that's for sure. Well, but they also had to put a button on it, right? Made they had to make sure. Yeah. That they referred to her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that she oh. could correct him and make mm-hmm. everybody know. And then he yeah. goes, oh, "I'm stupid." As opposed to, like, I broke up with my girlfriend before I came, and he could have gone, you know, and just had it dropped. And I don't think it's bad because they were trying to give some background information to the character that again you have to have something to be attached to and she's there not really attached to anything mm-hmm. because she doesn't have any family or romantic or any relationship back home that she's connected to right. um so there were, i think there were just ways to do it that were less like signal waving uh-huh. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And then when he has to correct himself, he says, "Oh, I'm stupid." You know, and it's like, "Oh, come on." Well, he's a cis white male. Of course, he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, well played. Very well played. Why will get that Oscar nomination? <laughs> hey, I, who cares about it? what? What? How? This is what I've been. Every time everybody's been complaining that pop up in my, my timeline, I, I just write underneath their comment, I go, what are the Oscars? And then I just move on, because I don't care. Well, clearly you do care, because you keep commenting. No, I didn't bring it up. Mike brought it up. I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying. On Facebook, if you just, oh, you say that to yourself. Okay. No, 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 no. What it is, is if you're posts. leaving comments on people's posts, that means you care. <laughs> Oh, well, no, no. They ask, what's your opinion? And I go, what's the Oscars? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So it's like, like it, I don't. I, I thought you were just know. leaving that as a comment on anybody that posted no. about the Oscars. No, 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 no. It's, it's, <laughs> my, it's my specific friends. I, I was like, that them. is the opposite of not caring, Phil. Yeah, no, one of them was like, I think, Trucker Trent. And he, he always, po- I, I have him linked as, as as a super friend. So when he posts stuff, it pops up in my, my little bubble. Mm. And so I go and I look and, and he posts something and I just go, what's the Oscars? And then uh, LL Sora is another super friend. Uh, he's an author that I'm, I'm buddies with that's uh, uh, from Massachusetts. And he he was talking about it. And, and I just go, what is the Oscars? And people get a laugh. Like Chrissy did a big laugh on it because it was kind of funny. At least she felt so. But uh, but either way, yeah. Um, so you but, don't care about Emily Blunt getting a, a nomination. Well, that's oh my god, dude, that is so funny because I I kept on saying I said it during our twenty twenty three recap, and then on the Halloween boutiques episode that me and Barrett and Sean Fox just did, uh, I wrote I felt Emily Blunt's character in Oppenheimer wasn't used well enough, and I felt she she didn't shine because her her screen time and her role was was limited, and then boom, she wins. I, I get the nomination for Oscar. I go, well, I was off on that one. So well, because kind of, of supporting actress and yeah, she she shines at the end of the film. Because I'm with you. I was wondering while I'm watching. So I guess we're done talking about ISS. Yeah, why, why, why were they going that far? <laughs> right, right. I think right. so. 
Um, oh, yeah. So back to ISS, uh, which won't be nominated for Oscars until 2024, if you care about the Oscars. Uh, but either way, uh, what uh, else did we want to talk about related to this film? Anything anybody had? I mean, I really didn't have anything else. I was just checking to see if we were done. <laughs> no, no, it was a fair question. We covered quite a bit, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, do I'm, wanna, I do want to say, Eric, I did look up uh, this, this company, that I, Bleecker Street, that I never heard of. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, uh, you recommended a film by them a couple of years ago, and uh, me and my wife watched it because of you, uh, called Mass. Remember that film? Oh, yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, that was a good film. It's not a happy movie, but it's a good movie. No. No, not, not, happy. <laughs> not happy at all. So many yeah. good ones aren't happy. Yeah. And you know, you know who directed and wrote that? Believe it or not, Fran Kranz. You know who he is? The guy. No. Yes, he wrote it. Is that weird? And he directed it. He's the guy that uh, was in Cabin in the Woods, and uh, it wasn't. He, and he was in in Buffy's or something like that. Wasn't he one of those? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was, doll, he, was dollhouse. he was in Dollhouse. Uh, uh, Fran Kranz. Is that with a C or a K? K. Uh, uh, and he was the guy that, and, and he was the the druggie in Cabin in the Woods. I got, I got to see this dude. Oh, that guy. Okay, all right. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Because you say you'd recognize him when you saw him. Well, sort yeah, of like Jonathan no. Strong, also from Buffy, you know. Who is now, hasn't, hasn't he won several writing awards? Yes. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, so was this guy on Buffy? I thought it was Dollhouse. He was in Dollhouse. Yeah. Yeah. He was in Dollhouse. Yeah. He, I don't think he was in anything else we didn't eat. I think he had a very minor role in Training Day. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you could be right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so first roles, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, training day. Yeah, there is. He, he's very minor role. Yeah, I think I think it was only um, Cabin in the Woods and uh, Dollhouse from Whedon that that gotcha. he was in. Yeah. Um, anyway, that it was just interesting that I didn't even know he directed that film. The one he recommended by Bleecker Street, which I never heard of, even though I did hear of him because I did see Mass two years ago. <laughs> That's why I was surprised when he brought that up. I was like, yeah, Bleecker Street's been around for a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I'm shocked that they actually got a film that wasn't VOD. <laughs> I'm looking over their list. Everything's VOD. That that's listed here. It's like that's VOD. That's VOD. That's VOD. Uh, anyway, but either way, um, all right. I think uh, we're all done talking about the ISS uh, or simply ISS, um, and we should give our final reviews on that. But before we do, we have some time. We can go over uh, what we've been watching, our news, if anybody has anything. Um, so uh, let's start with you, Eric. Uh, anything of interest that our listeners would be curious to hear about? Um. Hang on, let me bring up my letterbox because my memory is crap. Um, let's see. Oh, um, yeah. I ordered the collector's edition of Old Boy for, on 4K. The Korean one? Not the American yeah, one. Yeah. The Korean one. Nice. Um, and it was expensive and it was worth it. Uh, it's a very nice package. They put out um it's a hardback book with a hardback cover um and it's got you know a bunch of those postcards inside with shots of the movie and then the, the, there's a like a whole 
book inside where the discs are contained that's like glossy and got stills from the movie and notes and all sorts of things. So who, if you who, are who? a physical media collector and are willing to spend some money on a nice 4K collector's edition, this one is worth the money in my opinion. Who, who put it out? Who put it out again? Um, I I don't remember. It's not one of the usuals. Um, you can look it up on Blu-ray.com. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, so I I revisited that with uh, Dan and Susie, and oh my god, I forgot how messed up that movie is. Have they ever seen it? Uh, yeah, actually, they'd watched it with me before. Um, but they had also forgotten just how messed up it was. Uh, <laughs> so at the end of the movie, we're all like, "Oh, all right." Okay, so it's <laughs> that that happened. D- uh, decal releasing. Decal releasing. Yeah, yeah, I'd never heard of them before, but but yeah. they did, did a really good job with this uh, collector's edition. Nice. Um, other than that, uh, I watched season two of Fargo. Uh, which I honestly didn't like as much as season one, but it was still pretty good. Um, all sorts of big name cast: um, Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst, um, Patrick Wilson. So also all sorts of star power in it, but it just didn't catch me like the first season did. Uh, but it was still decent, so I'm I'm probably going to try and continue with that series. Kirsten Dunst. Um, I thought she was season three. No, season two. Season three is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Okay. Right, right. Um, actually, actually I, yeah, go on. I was they, just they, I've been texting my little brother about it because he watched it at one point, and he keeps on, like, whenever I bring something up, he's like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. And then at one point, he's like, all I remember is Mary Elizabeth Winstead getting out of the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good thing to remember. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. Mary, so. Is that the woman that was in uh, a Perfect Storm? Um, no. I can't remember that movie off the top of my head, but she Mary was in uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Ten. Oh, oh, that one's dead. Oh, okay. Got yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. A different one. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's how Plumman. That show, that season, was how Plumman and Dunst met and became husband and wife. Was it? Oh, yeah. I did not. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. They started dating on, on set, supposedly, yeah. Cool. So that's all I've been watching. Not a whole lot this week. I've been busy at work. You know, you know what's weird is, is uh, speaking of um, old boy, um, so when I was dating my wife back in 2007 and whatever, and six, 2006, seven, eight, um, we, that, there was that, that Virginia Tech shooting. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I remember that. Yeah, and that, that kid that did it, uh, wrote all about old boy, and my my girlfriend at the time she she was talking about it. Uh, she was over at my house. She goes, "Yeah, oh my god, that's terrible!" And, and it's some weird movie. And I go, "I go, what was it? Old boy?" And I went over to my my DVD question. Go, "Oh yeah, I have that movie." And she, <laughs> she, she was like, "What?" She thought I was insane. My mother in law, anyway. my mother in law lived in the same neighborhood as his and parents, and she stayed with me even though after I showed it. You're a lucky um, man. But she, but she did tell her, her father and mother he has that film. Um, <laughs> really, same, same, same neighborhood. How about that? That's pretty wild. Yeah, oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's all for you, Eric. All right, sounds <laughs> good. Uh, now, uh, Barrett, what's 
go with you. Uh, I know you saw another film right before this film because you saw a double feature. Uh, talk a little bit about that and anything else you want to talk about. Yeah, I did a double feature. I went to another film I had not heard anything about, but it said it was horror. Um, and my wife was busy that night, so I was like, I want to go see a double feature. It doesn't cost me anything extra because I got the Regal Unlimited. So I saw a movie called Founders Day. Um, it has some similarity to Thanksgiving. Some. Um, it's definitely its own movie. Uh, it's. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, it's a slasher. Um, and it, it kept me guessing for quite a while in the film who was doing what. And, yeah, it's worth seeing, I think. Uh, but I I had never heard of it, and I haven't even really seen anything advertising it. And Yeah, well, after you, you saw it I, and you were telling me about it, I said, well, first of all, shame on you for missing the, the KC Buffalo Bills game. But the other thing was is it doesn't even have a wiki page, if that's how small the film is. Yeah, which surprised me. But, um, yeah, it was way better than it had a right to be. Now, some of that could be PTSD from last year sucking so hard. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought it was enjoyable. I've definitely seen much worse movies just last year. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving, did it have a trampoline? It did not have a trampoline. Oh, well. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, the new season of Diablo came out and I will sum this season of Diablo like this. I watched this guy's two minute, um, <laughs> YouTube video about a new bug that came out, um, with the game that makes going forward hard. <laughs> you can't get something to activate that you need to activate. And then Blizzard came out with a supposed fix that doesn't even work. So he wrote, uh, or he said on YouTube that, so, in an hour you fix an exploit, you still haven't fixed this game-stopping bug, and you give a fix that doesn't even work. Fuck you, Blizzard. <laughs> so, so... Yeah, Diablo 4 has been pretty rough at points. Yeah. What, 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 what is the new season's theme, by the way? Oh, and that's the worst part. So, they have this whole trap-related thing where you have to avoid stuff. Well, Diablo's never been about avoiding stuff. It's been about major combat and getting into the thick of things. So having to avoid stuff because there's all these traps is just an ass pain and not very fun. So I don't know how long I'll play this season. It's not not very impressive. All right, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, so it's just called Trap Season or something? It's called the Season of the Construct. So there's a lot of machines. You get a little machine ally that runs around after you. Oh, that's kind of, that sounds awesome. So it's like a cyberpunk. Not cyberpunk, a steampunk. Kind of, yeah. It's, but the machine doesn't really, I can't, I don't even notice whatever it's doing. So it just runs around behind me, supposedly doing stuff. <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Right, right. Um, all right, all right. Uh, what else uh, do you got? All right. That is pretty much it. All right. What about you, Mike? What do you got? Mike? Yeah, I'm here. I binged the final season. Not, sorry. Latest season of For All Mankind, um, which I liked a lot. I have some quibbles, but I liked it a lot. I, I think the show just keeps getting uh, – I think it has a smart idea in that it jumps forward 
a decade with each new season. So where you start in the early 70s, you are now in uh, 2003. So it changes the cast up. It changes the world up. You see ramifications of what happened in the previous season. If there is a next season, you're going to jump forward to 2012. And then if there's a sixth season, it's going to end in basically modern day, right, in the 2020s. Highly recommend it, especially if you like ISS or are interested in something like ISS. Because, again, it's an alternate history of what if the Russians get to the moon first, the space race never ends, and the Cold War follows us out into space. Um, it's a really smart show. It's really well done. Um, I, I think it does have a lot of nuance to it and well-developed characters, you know, good people doing bad things, bad people doing good things. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, it's well worth watching. Uh, Pam and I started watching the latest season of Fargo, uh, season five, which we're enjoying quite a bit. good things about it. No spoilers, please. No, I'm not spoiling. It's stars. I can't remember the actress's name, unfortunately. Uh, the, uh, the uh, character from the woman from um, Ted Lasso, the assistant. Oh, uh, I, I can picture her face, but I don't know her name. Right. So she's 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 basically the lead, and John Hamm seems to be playing the villain. Um, and it's uh, it's it's good. I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, and other than that, the Juno Temple. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Juno Temple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sean Fox was mentioning about that a couple of nights ago with, with, with Barrett when he was talking about he was watching season six or whatever it is, and he says it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I will go back and I recommended Fargo from the beginning and I recommend it still. So, uh, but that's pretty pretty much Mike, is, is, uh do you concur with Eric's assessment that season two was a disappointment? Season one is the best so far. Season five, I'm only half. I'm not even halfway through, so I don't want to judge it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know, know if I'd say that season two is a disappointment. I just didn't like it as much as one because I love season one. Yeah, okay. uh, there's a there's there's I have issues with season two. Um, I, I don't want to come out right out and say it, but I'll, I, but you know I'll, maybe I could just spell it as uh, UFO. That that's uh. <laughs> that oh, so it's, 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 it's season two. Yeah. yeah, it's in the first Grace. So the Grace. That goes nowhere. All right. Yeah, don't hold your breath, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think Fargo is just a really well well done show and highly recommended. Uh, and this yeah, the second season of True Detective. They just dropped the second episode. I thought was really good too. Um, and it ties all the way back to the first season, so we'll see oh, where cool. that ends up going. So, um, I'm telling you, Phil, you've got to watch season one at least. Yeah. yeah, Fargo. Yeah, definitely. That's on Hulu, is it? Yeah. Yes. And uh, that's yeah. That was really it. Um, all right. Fair enough. Uh, uh, I, I will uh, say. I will say. Just. Just. Um, some, uh, I, some of my convention friends are 
um, up in arms because I think it's Mad Monster Party uh, has announced a new celebrity guest, and it's uh, Kevin Spacey. And <laughs> that seems like a really uh, odd pick. Why is that? To invite to a convention. Why is that odd? He's he's done um, some uh, a lot of genre films like Seven and, and that that when he won the Academy what, Award. What he's done, it's who he's done. <laughs> yeah, but but um, whether whether he's dirty or not, I, I don't know. But but he he's been uh, cleared of all charges. Uh, not well, so has so has Deshaun Watson, but you still bring that up. That's a fair point, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> that's speechless for like five seconds. That was great. I, I have to think that that's a fair point. Yeah, that's 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 a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, people <laughs> care about that stuff. Which is why legally, just because you haven't been convicted, is you, you're never con- you're not declared innocent. You're just declared like weak and guilty. <laughs> well, well, what, what was 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 Spacey guilty of? Dozens and dozens, or I mean, let me rephrase. Was he? Yeah. Okay, so well, I'm actually guilty, it, but it he wasn't, was used by a lot of people. All right, it wasn't just one person then. No, no. Okay, fair enough. The, and, yeah, and there well, were rumors about him for years before that. Um, so yeah. Now, I again, I, I'm not going to say. I'm just saying it's just it's a weird, it's a weird thing to do. It seems to me because it's not because you you know by doing it you're going to immediately yeah div- divide at very least divide your attention yep. yeah he was he was he was one of the people being mentioned in the same breath as Harvey Weinstein so people yeah some people are going to be really mad about it gotcha interesting interesting yeah I I, I uh didn't know it was multiple and i did know it was everything was thrown out of court uh as uh but uh but the the sean watson uh analogy was was a good one eric thank you yeah i thought so yeah that's why i brought it up <laughs> yeah 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 well but, but prior to um his his issues coming public assuming assuming they're real um I loved him as an actor. He was one of my favorite actors. So, oh, I'm not denying the man's yeah. talent at all. I'm just saying yeah, it doesn't. And, and, I, and I love Bill Cosby upset. too. So, yeah, yeah, but, but Bill Cosby is actually found guilty. You can you can be an extremely talented and a scumbag. Both things can be true. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would even think if you're not guilty of doing anything. You can still be a scumbag for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, and if you're an that's, asshole, that's also don't true. Like you. Yeah, yeah, if you're an scumbag and not have technically like committed a crime. Yeah, you could you right. rack up thousands of jaywalking tickets, but doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I, I only saw one person complain about Spacey, but then again, I, I don't go to the, a lot of the. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't it was. It was multiple people. You, you've seen more than one person complain. Okay, gotcha. All right. Anything else, uh, Mike, uh, on that? No, I just want to throw that out there. Um, it's, just, it's in North Carolina, uh, I think it is. Yeah, it, it just was weird. Um, South Carolina. But. I don't know if it, it was weird. I, you know, I mean, some people are going to say, I could see you not liking it and not wanting to see it or even ban- not go to a convention, but I could see 
someone like the Cleveland Browns saying the man's innocent. There's no proof. You know, so uh, so so they're they're going to invite Kevin Spacey to play for the team. No, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. It, it was, this, this conversation is getting stupid. Let's move no, on. But the, the, the point is that you you are you are bring, you are courting controversy without need. Right. You're right. adding someone right. that yeah. may push half your people away, or right. more, or less, somewhere. Or it could bring in other people too. I don't know. But yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. All right. I, I, to me, I, I didn't even think of it as as news personally, but. All right, that's a fair fair news for most other people, I guess. That's fair. Like, I do think as a society, the way we punish people is kind of messed up. <laughs> I mean, he if he's found not guilty so far, I mean, he should still be able to work. I mean, we make he is working. Well, yeah, you got this job, right? No, he's <laughs> no, he's he's been casting stuff now. Right, but, but oh. Bar- Barrett's also talking about he should be able to go to conventions too. Oh, he Just, could, but. Generally, I mean, it's just we really punish people in a weird way in this country. Well, everywhere. Yeah, it's not just this everywhere. It happened yeah, yeah, in the world. In the yeah, world. It, it happened to Spacey in England. Most of the stuff happened. He was getting charged and was in England. And then yeah. they just, they all, they say, yeah, they threw it all up. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, all right. That's, that's, I guess that's news, Mike. I, 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 I just, I, I completely so forgot about ponder. it. Um, I guess. Oh, yeah. I remembered something. That was it. Um, actually, it might be too late by the time this episode gets released. Um, but starting tomorrow, um, January 26th, for a week, um, they have remastered Godzilla Minus One in black and white. Yeah. yeah I, saw um, I saw that. And I already have a ticket for Saturday to go see it. It's I believe they're, they're calling it Godzilla Minus One Minus Color. Yeah, uh, let's go see it with a friend next week. Yep. So, uh, sadly, it might be too late by the time this episode actually gets to people. Um, yeah, it's only going to be out for a week, and yeah, uh, and then you get the other thing, you know, with the whole the accusation between Godzilla and Mothra and the inappropriate touch. I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's really. But Mike's ridiculousness aside, uh, <laughs> hopefully they'll put it on uh, the physical media. And they'd better do a physical release of this movie, or I'm going to be mad. Oh yeah. Well, well, to be honest, um, I, I don't Both see the point versions. of it. I, I don't see the point of it. But even if you do like it, which is fine, you can you can just shut off the color on your TV and watch it. Is that a setting? Yeah, yeah. Really? Well, it's yep. color saturation, but I don't know that it necessarily is, is going to give you the same exact yeah. effect. It looks better when they do it in the studio. Like, have you ever watched the black and white version of uh, Mad Max Fury Road? I have not. It's pretty awesome. It is. <laughs> but but uh, um, I, I still don't see the, the point of that either. But that's cool if, if people like it. But, but yeah, I, I was able to do that with uh, the old-fashioned TVs. I, I would shut off the color, just turn in the, the knob. Huh. And, yeah, yeah. I just well, remembered I mean, I something, too. I think it worked beautifully with uh, the mist. I think the mist worked much better in black and white than it did in color. Um, I wouldn't agree with that, but if, if it did for you, that's good. Apparently Phil just hates black and white. Uh, I, I prefer, Phil doesn't see color. I, I prefer to <laughs> I prefer to watch it in its original format, which is in color. And black and white uh, uh, black and white 
it it doesn't throw me. It's not like a big deal. It's like that, no, that, that black and white was Darabont's preferred format. Um, well, I'm talking about the original format. That's all. It's, it's, it's just, I don't know, I just don't, yeah. I, I, the only reason people had black and white was because they didn't know how to make color back in the, until technology made them uh, figure out how to do color, so. But, I mean, that's but, true. No, I, I think there's a different experience when you watch it in black and white, and I like it. Right. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Back in the 70s when I was forced to watch black and white on that little shitty TV, that was 10 Dude, inches. I had an eight inch, eight inch black and white television for like 15 years. <laughs> yeah, I it was, a, it was the worst, dude. The worst. Well, I, I forgot I, something when too I was that in I want to bring up for my dad, and I kept it all the way through my 20s. Yeah, I, it was it was it was terrible. When when I would have to go into the the bedroom to watch on the black and white TV while the big color TV that was the it was a piece of furniture. My parents got to watch, and I was like, God dang, I have to watch this show in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that when televisions used to be pieces of furniture? They were like wooden. Yeah, yes. sure. Yep. Now they're <laughs> pieces of art you hang on the wall. We're old. Yeah. It's, we sure are. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, my, my, my daughter, uh, what was it? We were watching a film or something, and and she <laughs> – and and it was like these old fashioned cars and and she goes to my me and my wife did you guys have cars back then that would look just like that I go <laughs> no no that that was way before our time yeah so, I know so, somebody whose child asked them if they had if they lived with dinosaurs when they were a kid <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. maybe they were talking about Maybe they were talking about the parents themselves. Are you dinosaurs? <laughs> I, I just have one question. What's a Hitchcock? What's yeah. a Hitchcock? Huh? Yeah, that's that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, my, my kids when we tell them stuff about uh, uh, no iPads and uh, you couldn't watch the show you wanted to watch, you just had to turn on the TV and <laughs> watch what was on. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, my, my kids were. were Shocked, yeah. And then every like, September they would change the schedule and stuff. <laughs> you go the to turn was on the show you to the wall to and you didn't know who was calling. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, uh, I, would, I would say to my yeah, no kidding, right? And then I would tell my my kids, yeah, you remember you you want to see the Wizard of Oz today? Well, I couldn't watch it except on Easter when they when they had it once a year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then um, what what else? Uh, the yeah, so, so uh, yeah, the iPads, uh, the microwave. Yeah, 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 my kids, kids were, were sharp. Oh, black and white. They won't even watch anything that's in black and white. They go, that's well, old. That's you, you've infected them with your shitty fucking attitude towards black and white. Exactly. No, no, they, they, were, they were that way before. I had nothing to do with that. Um, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, as your parent, you had nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah, oh, so we were watching a crappy copy of The Perfect Storm, and – and they go, wow, this is this is must be a really old film because it's 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 not like clear. I go, no, nah, this is just SD. And they, they go, what's SD? <laughs> I go, well, every it should be an HD, but we just got a crappy version that we're watching. You should just acquire a VHS player just to blow their minds. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I've got one that I'll be done with eventually. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, right, I had one final know. thing. Yeah, what's up? Uh, so it's the 40th anniversary of the first Dune movie, and it's going to be a Fathom event in February. Oh, okay. 
So if you're interested, anyone on here, you know, or anyone listening, it's, uh, I know I got, I already got tickets for it. Um, cool. looked like it was going to small theaters, but, um, yeah. Well, they're doing a lot more. I mean, the Fathom events have always been a thing, but I think they're doing just more. Yeah re-releases in theaters just because there's a lack of content because of the strike right now. Oh, wow. The the 85th anniversary of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, I might have to take my kids to that. You should. January 28th, 29th. Oh, it's this weekend. God damn it. That sucks. Um, (laughs) Figure it out. Yeah. Um, And... uh, But I never saw the original Dune in the theater, so for me, this is going to be a good experience. Oh, I think I actually did see the original in the theater. Yeah, that's uh, February 18th and 19th. That was, that's coming out. Uh, I remember seeing it. it was in Theater 5, and I oh, it was the only one in the theater. Labyrinth is coming out in March. Um, that's a horror movie, just for David Bowie's copies. Right. <laughs> Steel Magnolias uh, in May, with uh, that's Dolly Parton's film. Uh, the Muppet movie. Oh, Never Ending Story. Joy. Mean Girls. Oh, I may have to see that. I don't need to see a horse die in a mud pit again. Yeah, right. Oh, 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 Eric, Eric. I might catch that just because I've never actually seen that movie. Eric, oh, my God. Eric, Eric, <laughs> Rare Window, uh, August. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll do that. And then uh, Mean Girls is October, the one with Lindsay Lohan. That that movie was great. The Fifth oh, Element. Was, you know, I'll, I'll that is that is a great movie. I was I was amazed when I went and saw that in theaters, and I actually enjoyed it. I was I I went to hate watch it and ended up loving it. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. I loved I loved Lindsay Lohan back in that day because with that and Freaky that Friday, was right before she disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had Freaky Friday and she had Mean Girls, and those two films were fantastic. And I was like, oh my god, she's the next. No, movie. I thought she was going to be a star, and then just yeah. Went, oh well, she had she behavior. Loopy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you say the Fifth Element is also going to be? Yeah, that's in November. Oh, my wife will love that. I'll have to take her to that. I, I saw that at theaters. Me too. Yeah. I was disappointed because they made it look like um, right. a serious sci-fi movie, and then right. I get in there and it's a comedy. Right. I was expecting heavy metal, but live action. And it was right. Like, this exactly. Is awesome. And then I was like, "This is terrible." You know how you know how much I hated that film when it came out. I like it now, but yeah, me same. and my buddy that we used to go see films and. And it was funny too because good, these are good films, but we hated them when they came out. Um, I, I, uh, my buddy suggested that Bill Murray, Woody Harrelson, uh, bowling film, Kingpin, I think it was called. Oh, Kingpin, yeah. Right. And, and, <laughs> and, and we walked out of there. We walked out of there and we hated it. And so he he gave me my money back. And then I recommended Fifth Element because it's, oh it's going to be heavy metal, man, live action. And then we go and we walk out and I gave him my money. I gave him his money. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and now you know, twenty years later, we or well, fifty years later now, <laughs> we're like that. Those movies were great. How could we hate them when when they came out? <laughs> now my my only problem with that film when it came out is. Maybe it was my theater, but there were I had like dialogue issues so trying to understand some of what was being said. Which one, uh, Fifth Element? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I had trouble with with Gary Oldman and trouble with uh, uh, Chris Tucker. So no, no, her I understood, and because she only spoke like three words, Lilu um, or whatever, and uh, I had no trouble. Yes, but but. Uh, 
is it Chris Tucker and uh Oh yeah, that's oh right. yeah, and Gary Oldman. I just was having trouble understanding what they were saying for much of the film. Yeah. I, it could have just been the the, the the mix in the theater I was in, uh, but I it was not what I expected at all, and I was just like blown away. I don't, and I walked out like not entirely sure what the fuck I had just seen. <laughs> but, right. but you know, just was just on the visuals was amazed at it and and also annoyed that they didn't actually know that there was already a fifth element. They needed a sixth, but that's a whole other matter. Anyway, um, so for me, I've just been playing Fallout 4 still. Um, and that's pretty much it. Um, and the game is huge, so it can you can play that for like weeks. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, it's a good game. Uh, good revisiting it. Um, and that's all I got. So, uh, before we get into our final reviews, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. And, uh, Barrett, what's that podcast that me and you do? And then we have, uh, our random co-hosts that join us. Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, and we did a news, kind of a state of things episode the other night that you have just released, and we've got several things coming up. Yep, we'll see when they come out, because we also have several things coming up. <laughs> yep, indeed. Uh, and uh, Mike, what's that podcast that we just wrapped up, me, you, and Barrett? It was... Uh, King of Kaiju, and uh, a series about the Apple TV series Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Uh, it just finished its first season. Possibly it's only a season. We're still waiting on word whether it's going to be a season two or not. Uh, and if you want to hear our thoughts on that, you, all of our episodes should be available to, to download or stream at uh, wherever it is that you're listening to this. All right, sounds good. And uh, Barrett, uh, what's that uh, podcast that uh, me... You, Kevin Letts, and Sean Fox about a TV series uh, we just wrapped up uh, about a month or so ago. Boa Hancock and the One Piece. Best show of the year last year, uh, noted by several of us. Um, and the show is called One Piece, and it was on Netflix. And when season two comes out, we will be reviewing that as well. Indeed. And, uh, Mike, what's that podcast that uh, me, you... Sean Fox and Barrett are about to restart uh, in about two weeks from now. Bertone's Communiques, the ongoing adventures to see just how bad a Halo story could get. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, um, we were not fans of the first season um, the, 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 of, of Halo. The second season is starting soon, uh, but as I will remind everyone that there was a change in showrunner and there was a change in showrunner before the first season was released. So now the people in charge and the people in charge, they may have put another person in charge who doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, but hopefully they got somebody good and we'll find that out within the first episode or three. Um, hope springs eternal, if only to be crushed under heel. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe you should revisit the mist and see if it was that bad. Stand, stand. Oh, 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 no, no. Uh, Lovecraft Country. Oh my gosh. 
Last of Us, that, that show, I, I hated it. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but, yeah, we'll be uh, coming back with our, uh, Cortana's Communiques on uh, probably probably around the 10th or 11th or 12th, um, but we'll, we'll get closer to it. Uh, basically, the, the first episode and the second episode are both released on February 8th of 2024. So we'll, our first episode, we'll talk about the two uh, two first episodes of the season. Uh, so uh, look out for that. And uh, Mike, what's that podcast that me, you, and Eric do sometimes? Cinema a la carte, where we review movies. How many fucking podcasts are we going to do? Cinema a la carte. some reason, Phil keeps on bringing up ones that are done, so I don't know what his deal is. So... <laughs> And, and, and what's the cinema of the It's we review movies that are not normally dark discussions material. So, for instance, the last one we just did was Risky Business, uh, which completes our, uh, our trifecta of Tom Cruise films, the others being uh, Collateral and John Reacher. Jack Reacher? Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. And, and then other things we've done. We've done animated movies. We've done westerns. We've done sci-fi. Uh, we've done thrillers and dramas so it's basically just whatever strikes our fancy when we have time to squeeze it in between the 98 other podcasts that are being done indeed indeed um all right so let's give our final thoughts on this film here called iss uh so uh yeah i'll start um yeah i mean uh you know we we, we pointed out all the big flaws in the film uh as we discussed it but uh all in all um I, I thought it was really good. It was uh uh even though the, the lead character you knew had plot armor, um after the first twenty minutes, even with uh the fake projections of who was gonna be bad or good, um, that last hour of the film uh was tense, uh no time to breathe. I was getting nervous. Uh I could almost feel like I was gonna get heart palpitations and of course the real world implications of uh what what the premise was uh, that happened uh, made it uh, effective and a really good film for me. Uh, I feel that I will be remembering this film near the end of 2024, uh, assuming we don't have a nuclear war and we're all dead. Um, <laughs> when, when we when we do, our, I knew it was coming. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, it was appropriate for this film. So, uh, so yeah, I, I like the film a whole lot. Uh, Eric, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I like this movie. Didn't love it. Um, there were some things about it that I really liked and others that I did not. Uh, I probably won't revisit it, uh, but I wouldn't discourage from people from checking it out if they uh, think it interests them. All right. Sounds good. And uh, Barrett, what do you got? Yeah, I really like this film, and I basically agree with everything Phil said. There's not much more to say than that. All right. Very good. And Mike, what do you got? Yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's an okay film. Um, great premise. If that's what you're into, um, looks great. Performances are fine. Like I said, I just just craps out a bit at the end. I didn't even say craps out; just dips at the end. All right, sounds good. Uh, all right, so uh, once again, uh, the film is called ISS. It's a uh, released uh, everywhere, at least in, the, in North America, uh, January nineteenth, twenty twenty-four. Uh, the film got uh, average to above average reviews by critics and mediocre reviews or average reviews by the regular folk. 
the film uh, probably will be out of theaters. Uh, it could already be out of theaters, so you may have to wait uh, for uh, VOD or disc. But either way, um, it it is there. It is there. Uh, so uh, check it out if uh, you feel that it's your type of film. And with all that stated, Eric. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's, let's talk about ISS. Come back next week. We'll have another topic.